Hello, everybody. Am I on the air? Hello, hello. Uh, uh, can you hear me out there? Uh, hello, hello, hello. Oh, I am. Malayas <laughs> There was such a great nigging over there. I was just, uh, uh, I was just hoping that we could hear the whole nigging before we go on. No, but it's our turn to go on. You understand that when it's our turn, we have to go on. I understand, but I love it. It makes me feel like dancing. Okay, I'll tell a story and you go outside and dance. No, no, but I like the story too. So let's get the show started. Okay, welcome everybody to Story Time with Rabbi Itziers and his sidekick, me, Yossi. Boy, you're in a good mood today. I am, I am. I'm in a terrific mood. Oh, that's good. Baruch Hashem. I, I hope you're in a terrific mood, too. Well, why shouldn't I be? I mean, it has to be Basimcha. I know, but sometimes you come here, you don't have a story, and then, you know... Uh, well, who says I don't have a story? I don't know, that look on your face. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wait a second, why am I arguing with you? I don't have to argue with you. I do have a story. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go again. No, 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 forget about it. Let's just continue. Okay, so uh, uh, you're listening to jrootradio.com. You can listen to us live on the telephone by dialing 712-432-4217 or a filtered internet, listening to us at Or you can listen to us live and also click into or follow the menu to listen to us on archives at 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. Nine. And if you'd like to send donations, which, of course, we can definitely use, because after all, rent has to be paid and all the equipment has to be paid for and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, therefore, if you'd like to jvit radio, you can donate to us by uh, uh, sending your donations to jvit radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Wow, you got that out pretty good. Okay, it's my turn. Go ahead, take it away. What should I take away? Do we every week you gotta do this thing? Can you just go? Uh, oh, sorry. Okay, if anybody's interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling or uh, or for martial mar- mar- uh, martial arts demonstrations and for um, uh, you know koyach from the moyach demonstrations, right? And of course, if they want art lessons, right, right, right. And of course, if they, um, you know, would like some martial art lessons, uh, self-defense lessons, or qigong energy exercises, you know, things like that, you know, they can always. Oh, I know. They, 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 can, they can always call Rabbi Yitzhak at seven one eight three seven five twelve ninety four. That number again is three seven five twelve ninety four. Dialing seven one eight before you do this three seven five twelve ninety four always helps. That's very good. Okay, I think you covered everything. You covered the art. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then if anybody wants any artwork done, you know, Robbie Herbst is a very good artist. He does nice portraits, book illustrations. Uh, he designs uh, monograms, and and, 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 uh, and he writes kasubas beautifully, and he draws and he illustrates them also, whatever you want, you know, things like that. Um, he's a real artist, you know that? <laughs> no no kidding. Uh, so why don't you call 75-1294 if you need any portraits and things like that. Whatever, you know, I mean, you, you could do it. Wow, that was a very good advertisement for me. That was so nice of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's why you have me here, isn't it, Sal? Yes, yes, yes. So I think we covered everything. And I guess what we have to do now is... Uh, 
yeah, you got a story, right? Yes, I do. You know what kind of story I'm going to tell? I had a request from a person by the name of Yossi. Me? I? Me? I, th- I requested a story? Well, which story did I request? You're not the only Yossi in the world, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, which Yossi? Well, he doesn't want me to say his last name, but he allowed me to use his last name's initial. So it's a request. Tonight's story is a request from Yossi W. W-W-X-Y-Z. No, 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 no. We're not saying the alphabet now. His last name starts with a W. <laughs> Right. Uh, By the way, I I should tell everybody, if they want to text us a suggestion, you know, like if they want to text in, uh, you know, a a, a suggestion for a story or something like that, um, just like this boy did, right? Uh, Well, I don't know if it's a boy or a man. I just got this text in from Yossi W. Uh, I didn't know what his last name is, but I can't say it because he doesn't want me to say it. So uh, he did text in, and he gave me a story. He gave me enough information, and I did a little research, and I was able to put together and make the story happen. He didn't make it happen. It didn't start yet. You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Well, if you quiet down, then I could begin. Okay, so uh, I'm about to begin. One minute, one minute. You didn't tell what the text number is. Oh, you're so right. So the text number is, three. Uh, uh, let's say, 347-927-8398. That's, uh, let me say that again. 347-927-8398. That's the text number. That's correct. You know, there's one telephone number I never seem to have to tell. Which one is that? You know, the 718-683-5858 number. Oh, you don't have to tell the 718-683-5858 number. For some reason, everybody seems to know that. Because as soon as you finish the story, boy, those... Phone lines are beep, 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 but they're, they're blowing up. I mean, they're not blowing up. I mean, you know, they're, they're lighting up and everything. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so now I'm ready to start the story. Tonight's story is called The Power of Shema Yisrael. Oh, I know the power of Shema Yisrael. If I scream too loud, people say, no, 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 no. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I don't mean the power of your voice. I mean the koyach behind the words of Shema Yisrael. Oh, that's what you mean? Yes, yes, yes. And this story might not be as funny as some other stories, but it's a great story and has a lot of great lessons. All right, take it away. I will if you just sit down and relax. And if you want, you can go outside and dance outside with a la 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 You know what I mean? You can do outside. Uh, no, I want to hear the story now. I can always dance later. Very good. Smart decision. Okay, tonight's story, as I began to say, tonight's story is called The Power of Shema Yisrael. This is a story that happened in the times of a very well-known rabbi known as Rabbi Eliezer Silver, who uh, he was born in 1882, and he was nifted in the year of 1968. Wow. What else can you tell us about him? Well, uh... During the wartime, well, you know, he was born originally, uh, you know, in Europe. Then he came to America and so on and so forth. Um, Well, uh, one of the things I could tell you is in 1939, when things were getting really bad in, uh, you know, in in Europe, things like that, especially in, uh, you know, uh, in Germany and Poland and everything like that. So Rabbi Eliezer Silver, he was one of the founding fathers. He found fathers? That's so nice of him. No, 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 no. Founding father means like one of the people that started an organization. Oh, oh, I see. And what, what, what was that? Well, he started. Uh, he's one of the founders, one of the fathers, one of the you know people that started the Vad Hatzola, the famous Vad Hatzola, 
that was used to save many people uh, in Europe and to help out. And he recently, when they were able to uh, get packages to go to Europe and help the families and so on and so forth, that's what he did. Also, he did, uh, unfortunately, I have to say, but that's what he had to do. He had to do some bribery, raise money, and to bribe certain officials so he could smuggle out and save a lot of gedolim. Do you know who some of the gedolim were that he saved? Uh, it wasn't me because I wasn't born then. Oh, at least you got that right. Well, some of the gedolim that he saved, some of the Rabbonim include uh, the great Sadiq Rabbi Aaron Kutla. Yeah. Oh, the founder of the Lakewood Yeshiva Gedolim. I mean, whatever it is. That's right. And also, Avraham Kalmanovich. Kalmanovich. Oh, we don't hear that name. Oh, Miri Yeshiva. That's correct. Okay, so now uh, that we got that straight. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I remember hearing his name once before. Isn't he one of the rabbis that, like, uh, when, when they were trying to protest uh, and then get the, the Americans to be more involved in the war and things like that? Uh, like, there was about over 200 rabbis who gathered and marched down Pennsylvania Avenue and, and stood in front of the White House and, 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 and said to him and things like that and wanted to have an audience with, with, with the press. Uh, right, something like that? Yes, yes, uh, yes, quite so. Unfortunately, he was not able to because of, well, well I'm not going to go into any Lush and Horachas for Shalom. He was not able to get a session, neither uh, did any of the rabbis were able to get a session with the president himself, per se, but it was successful in a different way. They were able to raise over $5 million. Now, believe me, <laughs> $5 million is not something to sneeze about in those days. It's a lot of money. They were able to raise a lot of money, if I remember correctly, to be able to fund and, and save a lot of people. They were also able to get 2,000 or so visas to be able to bring more Jewish people over to America. And after the war, he was very famous for saving Kindelach and bringing families together. And this is a story that has to do with that. Wow. Which one? Number 43 or 54 or 69? Just listen to the story. Okay, take it away. I will. Okay, so a story begins in the late 1930s. It was 1939 when the Nazis invaded Poland. You heard the ear raid sirens. And then you heard the planes going flying above. And unfortunately, they dropped bombs. And there were a lot of explosions. And that was the year that the Nazis, invaded Poland. And things, if you thought it was getting bad in Germany, for the Jews there, it was getting even worse for Jews in Poland. It was not a good time. And eventually... As time would have it, Jewish people were forced to move into ghettos. What's a ghetto? Ghettos? Well, you know, they couldn't live in the actual cities that they were in. Instead, they cordoned off a section, and they would make all the Jews live there. And instead of having, you know, one Jewish family live in an apartment, sometimes they were squashed together, two Jewish families, and eventually they had to wear the yellow star and everything. It was not exactly a good time for the Jewish people at that moment. But many people stuck very strong to their moon and betochen. And they kept happening every day that this nightmare should end. Unfortunately, it didn't end until much later. But nonetheless, 
One thing was for sure. The Eden, who were very strong in their Munim Betochen, wanted to hold on to that. They wanted to hold on to that. They wanted to hold it down to the last dying breath. And now we're going to tell you some little visionettes, little things that happen in uh, an area which I believe, as according to my research, I don't know if I'm going to be pronouncing it right, but I know that the area where this particular story takes place was Alsace-Lorraine. Now, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the first name of this territory the right way, but it's A-L-S-A-C-E. Uh, Lorraine, that seems to be the correct way of pronouncing it, the way it's spelled. Anyways, so uh, <clears throat> in this area there was a ghetto, and they were eating over there. And we're going to take you inside the ghetto and feel what's going on. Oh, dear, me, oh, my. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, did you get some food over here? Do you have any food? Yes, I have managed to hop up this little uh, food over here, you know, uh, where they're cutting out, they're cutting, they're cutting. Catch your breath first, catch your breath. Yes, they're cutting down on on how much uh, hours we're allowed to leave the ghetto to try to make some sort of a panosa, and that besides, not everybody's hiring us. It's getting, mm, I don't know. Uh, it's getting harder and harder. What are we going to do with our kinderlach? Ah, yes. That's a very, very, very big problem what to do with our kinderlach. Hmm. I know. You know, I was just thinking. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Well, you know, we're having a very hard time to get food. Yes, yes. And, um... They're clamping down on us, and they're making more restrictions. Look at this. We can't even send a kinderloch to yeshiva or to any kind of school. They're not allowing it. They're not allowing us to teach anything that has to do with Yiddishkeit. You know, you stand in the streets, a Nazi soldier walks by, boom, you have to take off your hat. I heard about cases where they they went over and ripped people's beards off. Sometimes they just stood there making jokes and cutting their beards and payers off. It's not very good. Not very good. Uh, we, we have to do something for our kinderloch. But how can we save them? They're such pitilach. If we tried to run away from the ghetto, we could try to hide in the forest. But what about our kinderloch? They won't be able to survive. Well, I don't know. I was talking to, um, you know, David down the block over there. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, he's cramped in to a small apartment with two other families. Nebuch, nebuch, nebuch. I am telling you, they have lice all over the place. I have the time. If they're not trying to scrounge for food, then they're scratching and getting rid of the lice from the kinderlachen and from their own heads. Hi, this is terrible. So what, what do you want to tell us? I mean, what do you want to tell me? I mean, well, whatever. Well, I was just thinking. Seems to me that David was telling me about that they were bringing their children to the um, monastery that's outside of our little ghetto over here. It's a monastery over there. And the priest seems to be very nice. Really? What, 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 what do you mean? Well, seems to be that he's taking in Jewish children, and he's caring for them, and he's going to hide them there till the duration of the war. And then when the war is over, he'll give back the children to us. Are you, you sure? Can you trust him? I mean, he's a guy, and mo- most of all, he's a galach. He's a priest. I mean, he's a Christian priest. Well, will he do it? Well, there are plenty of cases of where we had Christian people saving lives of children and people. I mean, why can't we believe this? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Maybe, maybe you're right. 
Okay. Uh, I guess it's the right decision. At least there, they'll get food. Okay. Um, let me speak to our children. Um, Surala, Mirala, Yankala, Dovid, listen. Um, you know, it's very bad for us here. I know, Mommy. It's very bad. We're, we're having a very hard time. What should we do? Well, Tati and I were thinking and we were talking, and we thought it'd be best that if perhaps, maybe, um, we should take you to the monastery. Monastery? Monastery? Mommy, what's a monastery? Well, um, it's like a church. It's, you know, but uh, they'll take care of you. But I thought we're Jewish. Yes, yes. But there you'll be safe until after the war. Here it's not safe. Ay, it's getting worse and worse. But promise me, you'll say Krishna every night before you go to sleep. And that'll be a security to know that Hashem is watching over you. And we'll come back to help you and bring you back after the war. We'll be a family again. Okay, if that's what you want. And so, sure enough, that's what this particular family did. The next day, they came to the monastery. They knocked on the monastery's heavy wooden doors. <laughs> and hopefully the whole door did not fall apart. But the meanwhile, the big doors opened. <laughs> and a galach, a priest, stood by the door. Well, how are you? Nice to see you. It is something that I could do for you. Yes, there is. Um, you see, uh, the war is getting out of hand and it's becoming very dangerous for us Jewish people and we want our children to be safe. Can we trust that you will take care of them? I heard from others that you're taking in Jewish children. Of course we're taking in Jewish children. It is our duty, it's our job to save human lives. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Yes. When the war is over, we'll come back and, and we'll reclaim our children. You will give them back to us, wouldn't you? Of course. Matter of fact, I know this is going to surprise if I tell you this. <laughs> but you know, in essence and actuality... I want you to be real. That what we're going to do is much more than that. We are going to remind them constantly that they are Jewish. Do you know that? You you into this? But, 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 but... Ah, don't think why. We admire your courage. Your courage to stay firm in your Judaism. Yes, indeed. It will take care. <laughs> Very. Now you can rest assured. Go home. And be safe, and after the war is over, we'll give you back your problem. Bye. Don't worry, then, safe hands, and they'll get good food. They'll get a nice, comfortable bed to sleep in. Uh, 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 what about if the Nazis ever come and they're looking for Jewish children? Ah, do you think that we're going to give them up? Of course not. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Go, 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 go. Just be well. Take care. And sure enough, the big, heavy wooden doors were closed. <laughs> well, I hope I made the right decision. But after the wooden doors were closed, the priest would turn around to some of his other cohorts. <laughs> ah, the war could be very profitable for us. 
Yes, I know. It seems to me, of course, <laughs> that we have these Jewish children here, and in time they'll be good little Christians just like us. <laughs> of course they will be. Now come, children, follow us. Let us show you to your room. And sure enough, this would go on. Now, there were some exceptions. There were some convents, convents, and there were some orphanages and monasteries here and there that they actually did return Jewish children after the war. But then there were those like this particular story where they pretended that they would return the children, but they didn't. And now let's return to that ghetto. Hi, Vashmi. Hi. I barely managed to... And a couple of pennies here and there. I, I, I gotta go home now. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. What is the sign I see on the, on the wall hanging up over here? Um, 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 uh, watch. I raise me. Let me, let me put on my reading glasses and let me see if I read it correctly. Oh, let's see. A big reward going to be awarded to those who turn in Jewish children that are twins. Jewish children? Hi, Vashmir. Jewish children that are twins? What's going on here? Wait a minute. Um, um, uh, um, uh, Yusele, come here. Yusele, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, 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 voshi, 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 show me, show me, show me. You know, that person, if she can't give me a business, maybe you have something to share with me. Yeah, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk, Listen, what's this post about? Oh, you didn't hear? <laughs> Let me tell you. Excavation Dalton, it was happening there. The, the, the Germans, they had a meeting. What kind of meeting? Well, try to picture in your head. Here is the German officers meet their scientists, their doctors, or whatever. Picture in your head. All right. You are making a request over here. What is it, doctor? Ah, yes. I'm making a request. You see, I would like to make medical scientific experiments. And to do this right, I want to research twins, you understand? In order to research twins, I need to have twins. I need both kinds of twins, the twins that are identical and the twins that are not identical. Do you understand? And why do you need that, may I ask? Well, we want to study their behavior and see if it's true that one could feel the other's pain. We want to see if it makes a difference if they're identical twins or not identical twins. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm. I, 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 I hear what you are saying. All right, we'll make the sign. And so that's probably what happened. I see. Boy, I have a pair of twins. Let me rush upstairs. Thank you very much. Let me go up the steps. Let me take out the key. What do I need the key for? The lock is broken. All right, let me just open the door. What's the matter? Catch your breath. <coughs> <coughs> All right, 
Harold, I think I cut my bread. Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Oh, now you sound a little bit better. What's the matter? Cheryl, Cheryl, we have a big problem. Yeah, we have a problem. If you're going to run around like that, you're going to get a heart attack. What's the matter with you? Don't we have enough problem here in the ghetto? What's going on? What's the matter? Why are you looking at me like that? Listen to me. We have a very, very big problem here. You see, the Nazis put up a, a, a poster on the walls in the ghetto. And what kind of poster is it? It's a poster that says that uh, uh, they're asking um, um, that people should uh, turn in uh, children that are twins to the Nazi authority. Uh, 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 and they will get great reward uh, for turning in children. What? What do they want children for? What's going on? Uh, well, well, well uh, one of my friends explained to me that the Nazi doctors, they want to perform medical uh, science experiments uh, on twins, and they want to see how they react and so on and so forth. Now, we have a pair of twins, and that could be very, very dangerous. <sighs> we got to hide them. Uh, we can't hide them just like that. I mean, look at us. We live in this big building. Everybody's all around the place. I mean, they're going to cry or they're going to make noise. I mean, there's something. We can't hide them forever. Maybe we should run away, and maybe we should move somewhere. <laughs> Where are we going to move? We're lucky that we have this uh, room over here that we only share with one other family. Uh, some other places have two, three families there. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I, I think that's not going to be the solution. I'm just praying and hoping that you, you know, will help each other and, and not give away where our children are. I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe that's going to be true. What? What are you talking about? Well, there's a war going on, and people are hungry. And, you know, they're offering money. You never know. People, you know, that they don't want to do something bad. But sometimes when they, like they say, push comes to shove. And, and they, uh, how you say, they're going to be uh, very um, hungry. They're going to do anything for food. And they, if they need money to get food, they're going to turn in our children. Uh, 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 so, so what shall we do? Well, I heard that some people are bringing their children to the monastery. Uh, 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 that's not a bad idea. I heard about it also. But uh, what about the other side? Eh? Uh, what, what are we supposed to do? You would rather they be dead? No, no. I mean, well, if they're alive and they don't have either side, they're also like dead. That's true. But I teach them to say Krishna Lamita. And, 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 you know, and, uh, yeah, 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 I, if they have that pintle of it's going to stay with them. How long do you think the war is going to last, huh? And you think everybody's going to let them come around and killing everybody just like that? The world is not going to sit by silent, will they? Uh, I don't know. It's whatever. I cut the spark of once. All right, you know what? Tomorrow morning, let's take our kindlech uh, to the monastery. All right. I agree with you. And sure enough, the next morning, there was that knock on the monastery. And the door did not break down. And eventually, the galak came to the door. <coughs> Ah, oh, yes. There's something that I can do for you. <laughs> oh, you're such cute little twins. You know, if I were you, I, I, would, I would not show those twins around. Yeah, that's exactly our point. Um, we don't want them to be shown around. You do know that the Nazis are looking for twins, don't you? Uh, 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 yes, uh, we do. And, 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 and that's why um, we came here and, and begging you that maybe you could take our children in and then... When the war is over, you'll give them back to us? <laughs> of course. And surprise, surprise. I know you'll find this hard to believe, but we admire your Jewish courage. And trust me, trust me, 
We are going to remind your children that they are Jewish. Don't worry. Yes, indeed, we're going to remind them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Relax. Take it easy. Don't worry about a thing. Leave your children here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. May I, may I say goodbye to my children one more time? Go right ahead. Go ahead. Give him a hug. Give him a kiss. Oh, that's a good idea. Listen to me, Kendall. Always remember to say clear smile on me to no matter what. Okay? Because I don't know if I can trust these guys all the way. But whatever it is, we're going to say clear smile on me to then Hashem is going to watch over you throughout the war. And then after the war, we're going to come back to you. Okay? Please, remember that. Remember that. Yes, Daddy. We're going to do whatever you tell us to do. Yeah, yeah. That's right, Daddy. We're going to do whatever you tell us. That's very good. Very good. And so that's the way it was. Many, 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 many children, unfortunately, were put into monasteries as a last act of desperation for some parents to try to save their children. And, unfortunately, in many of the cases, most of these children were brought up as total Christians. Some eventually were put onto Christian farms and so on and so forth. And they lost their Yiddish and Neshama. Maybe, I shouldn't say maybe, I'm sure. When Mashiach comes, these Neshamas will return to the way of Hashem's Torah. But in the meantime, there were some like this. Particular monastery, that was not very good, like I said before. And we're going to be focused on them more and more through the story. Meanwhile, things were getting very bad. Germans were having a meeting. All right, I think that the commandant is over here and wants to talk. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. You know, I'm getting my orders from above, you know, from the higher-ups. And they're saying that it is time now to round up people from the ghettos. And we have to send them to concentration camps. You understand, they need slave labor. You know, as the war continues and we continue to invade, we need more slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who resists when we uh, line them up to take them out, just kill them. We don't need them. <laughs> Only uh, children will receive when we get to the camps. And, you know, and of course, we'll put them in the cattle cars, and those that live, live. They'll be strong enough to be used as slave labor. Those who die, well, tough luck, because they were not strong enough for slave labor. Carry out the orders. And unfortunately, those orders began to carry out, which anybody who knows the Holocaust and the Holocaust history and the research that if you've done the right way and follow it through actual on, you know, verified uh, sources, you will know that it wasn't a good time period, unfortunately. And the war raged on and on. And eventually, the fathers of some of these children, the mothers of the children, many of them were killed in concentration camps, died of diseases or, you know, typhoid and other types of diseases in the ghettos. It wasn't the best of times, but many of them never gave up their hope. And they were nifted, many of them, with the words of Shema Yisrael on their lips. And the war would continue to rage on. And eventually other allies joined together. 
and started to push back the Nazis. But in the meantime, let's look at the little concentration camp and see a typical scene. Raus, raus! Get out to work! You over there, come here! You talking to me? Get over here! Walk a little faster! Now, you are working over there. You are to dig the bunk over there. Because what is happening now is that the war is... I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I should give you satisfaction. No favor, I give you satisfaction. Let's put it this way. The war is getting a little tougher for us. So we need protection in case there. Enemy forces, the Allied forces, the Americans, the British, and the French, whatever, if they come towards us, we have to be prepared for us. Uh, actually, prepared for them. <laughs> we have to be prepared for us to be saved. So you will dig bunkers for us. Get moving right away and start working. Anyone who slacks off on their work will be shot. So you understand. Yes, sir. We understand. And so, as you can see, the workers had to work very hard, and they weren't given much food at all. Meantime, let's see what happened in the monastery. All right, children, children. Now it's time for our prayers. Good morning, everybody. Is everybody feeling fine? Uh, we're feeling fine. Yeah, we're feeling fine. Yes. That's wonderful. Okay, um, um, uh, Father Hennigan, would you like to lead the prayers? Oh, yes, indeed. All right, um, everybody repeat after me. One second, I don't know Davening Balper. Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> what did he say? He says he doesn't know his Davening Balper. What is Davening? Uh, uh, we're Jewish, and, and we dive out of a cedar. We dive into a sham, you know. Oh, stop that. Stop being so silly, you. <laughs> silly, silly, you. How dare you. <laughs> you know, you think your parents dropped you off over here. They did. They did drop us off over here. And you think your parents are coming back for you? They are. They are. My daddy said so. <laughs> First, let me tell you something. They dropped you off here because they don't care about you. They can't help you anymore. Isn't that right, Hennigan? Oh, yes, indeed. Your parents cannot take care of you. You're too much of a burden for them, so they dumped you here. <laughs> Unfortunately. But here we care about you. And as long as you cooperate with us, we'll be more than happy to take care of you. I want my mommy. <laughs> you want your mother? You don't even know if your mother is still alive. <laughs> now stop your crying. We'll be like parents to you. Yes, we priests will be like your father, and the nuns will be like your mother. Now relax. Take it easy. Join us. Say after us. And of course, it wasn't Modani. It wasn't Brochos. It wasn't Bor Shama. It wasn't Asher Nishtabach. None of those tefillahs. None, none, none. They didn't even do a silent Shemoneshrei. They had their own type of prayers. And they tried to educate them. And they taught them about Christianity. They taught them, I don't know what it's called, the Trinity or whatever. They taught them everything that the Goyim do. But let me tell you something. Some of these children... 
Deep down, they were so brave for little Kinderlach. I don't know about you, but I'm going to say, Kriyash Malamita, stand watch by the door. See if the Galach went away. Okay, I think he's not. He's standing by the door, so say it quietly. All right. And of course, these brave Kindelach, many of them said Kriyashma. That's the only thing they can hold on to. And after a while, for approximately four years, this particular group of children were there. And they were there for over four years. And during those four years that they were there, they were brainwashed. And gradually, they were knocked out of total Yiddishkeit. Strange. Some of them just as a routine before they went to sleep. They don't know why. They said Kriyashmalamita. And others, they stopped saying Kriyashmalamita. They forgot everything totally Jewish. And they were happy. They had food. They had shelter. And matter of fact, one day during those four years, let me tell you what happened when a Nazi patrol came inside the monastery. All right, stop over here. We'll let this trick out. We heard that some monasteries are hiding to our children. Let us check this out. Let's knock on the door. Uh, who is there? May I help you? Open the door, or we will blow the door open. I am a Nazi colonel. And you will respect me, and I will have you know that I have the power to blow up this whole monastery with one word from my mouth. So open the door now. Uh, yes, no need to. <laughs> no need to huff and puff. I'm very cooperative. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, come right inside. Uh, is this something I do for you? Line up all the children right now. Sure, sure, of course. Uh, Father Hennigan, line up all the children. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, children, please line up. All right, they're all lined up. Now what? Tell me which ones are Jewish. I have to deal with them. Give me the Jewish children. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there are no Jewish children here. This is a um, Christian monastery. We have no Jewish children. Oh, really? Let me walk around and see. Hmm. 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 Huh. Hmm. None of them seem to look Jewish. Ah, cannot be. We have inside information that you have Jewish children here. I don't know where you got your information. Uh, uh, watch. Uh, Stephanie, are you Jewish? No. Max, are you Jewish? No. See? A name like Max, not Jewish? I don't know why his parents called him Max. I don't know. I can't tell you. I see. Let me find out. And what is your name, quickly? My name is Thomas. Hmm, Thomas, eh? Are you Jewish? No, sir. I'm a Christian. That's why I'm here. You see, my, my parents are not living anymore, and I'm here. I see. Very interesting. All right. I guess we'll leave from here now. But if I ever find out that you lied to me, I will have you shot 
and I will burn down and blow up your monastery. Do you understand me? Yes, of course, of course. Good. All right, men, let's leave. So they got back into their trucks and jeeps. And they drove away. Meanwhile, after they were gone, they closed the door. Well, that was a close one. Children, you did your part very well. You see, we were protecting you. You see, if you acted Jewish, you would be dead. Nobody wants to be dead, right? No, 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 no. Well, that was great. And sure enough, eventually the war would end. And in 1945, word got around that the war was over. But that's not the only word got around because that anybody could find out. Because if you lived in 1945 in New York or in any other state or whatever it was, there were parades and people singing and dancing in the streets. Everybody was fully aware that the war was over. Everybody was definitely fully aware that the war was over. No question about it. No question about it. But then, among the Jewish people, there was a little strange little meeting taking place. Some say it was in one of the uh, gooder buildings, but whatever it is, a meeting took place. Raboisai, Raboisai, Herzegein. We have an amazing, amazing problem over here. And the problem is that we heard that during the war, a lot of Jewish families, not knowing what else they could do, they sent their children to go to monasteries and convents and uh, orphanages by Goyim and Christians and all kinds of Goyim, whatever it was. And they were hoping that they were able to get back their children. Unfortunately, a lot of these children's parents are not here anymore. They're gone. And uh, as a matter of fact, not only are they gone, but uh, for those that are not gone, when they come back to the orphanages and the monasteries, it seems to be that uh, the priests and the Galochim are not even letting them come in. Uh, they just don't let them in. And they t- say, they're saying that there are no Jewish children there. Um, we are pleading to the United States Army, and uh, Baruch Hashem, they equisized. What's that fancy word mean? Uh, <clears throat> Yossi, you're supposed to stay on the side over there and wait for rubber herbs to tell you what to do. I'll just try to keep it simpler. No, please no. All right. Uh, um, the United States government agreed that we could send some Jewish chaplains over. So um, the United States agreed that uh, we could have uh, the famous uh, uh, Askin uh, Rabbi Eliezer Silva. Uh, he'll be able to represent the United States as a chaplain. And, um, and being as a chaplain, he'll be an army officer. He'll probably be a lieutenant or a captain. And uh, therefore, he'll have a respected rank. And uh, England is going to be sending uh, a Dian named Dian Grunfeld. And he's also going to be a chaplain. And together, they'll be able to represent our people and go to the monasteries and find our Jewish children. We hope they'll be successful. And so, sanctioned by the United States government and the U.S. Army, Ramilieza Silva and Diane Grunfeld from England, they both became chaplains, respectively, in their own armies, like uh, Diane from the uh, England and... Um, I guess from the British, and Eliezer Silver from the United States. And they went across to Europe. And the first thing they did was visit people that were surviving and recuperating from concentration camps and so on. And countless times they heard stories. Please, sir, 
please. You gotta help my 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 my, my family. I, I don't know if anybody else survived except maybe my children that I put in in the monastery. And sure enough, Ravel has a silver gather together. It seems to be that uh, Rabbi Silva. Uh, what do you say? Um, it's very interesting. I hear the word. Lamaisa, your information that you just gave me. I gave you all the information that I have. Yes, it seems to be. And there's a very big monastery in Alsace-Lorraine. Ah, this is a very, very interesting mon- monastery, and um, it's going to be tough to get in there because they're not letting people in. I say that, you know, Rabbi Silver, together with you and I, I'm sure that we could come up with some sort of a solution. Meantime, let us travel over there. Uh, yes, of course. Let us go there. It's the first thing we should do is go there. 100%. Let us go there. And so the two of them, Rabbi Eliezer Silver and Diane Grunfeld, came to the church, came to the monastery, knocked on the big doors. And they open the doors. May I help you, sir? Oh, my goodness. I didn't know they have rabbis in the United States Army. <laughs> and in the British Army, too. <laughs> Quite so. Now, what can I do for you? Well, to tell you the truth, we're both here for one particular reason, you know. Uh, we're here to um, take part. We understand that we have our Jewish children here. And we understand that uh, some parents have tried to get their children out, and you deny them access to their children. Also, unfortunately, some of the children's parents are not living anymore, and we came to take them home to um, among the Jewish people so we could uh, bring them up in a Jewish atmosphere and, and return them back to their Yiddishkeit, you know. Of course, you wouldn't understand that. I wouldn't. No, but um, what makes you think there are Jewish children here? Well, to tell you the truth, there has to be Jewish children here. I mean, because they were born there. We, we came to the concentration camps, and we talked to survivors, and many of them who are in the middle of recuperating don't have the strength to come here yet, but many of them, they tell us very much so that you have, um, how you say, you have children here that are Jewish. Ah, we used to have children that are Jewish, but the Nazis during the war, they took them all away. All the children here are not Jewish. <laughs> uh, um, may I see the list that you have over here? Can I take a look at the list? <laughs> you want to take a look at the list? Okay, here's the list of all the names. Go ahead. Pick out a Jewish name. Uh, here is one. Uh, Miller. <laughs> Miller? <laughs> you know that Miller can be a, a German name too. It can be a Jewish name. It can be a, a, a Gentile name too. All right. Uh, what about this name, uh, Markovitz? <laughs> Markovitz. Markovitz could be a Russian name. Hmm. Oh, look over here. We have a name here, Swersky. Swersky. <laughs> Swersky. You know, Swersky could be a Polish name. Doesn't mean it's Jewish, you know. Um, so what do we do? Uh, excuse me, with all due respect, sir, um, we, we, we'd like to be able to take these Jewish children home. Um, excuse me, with all due respect, you have to have some documentation to prove that there are Jewish children here. 
Don't be ridiculous. You know it's not possible. During the war, all documentation uh, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, During the war, these things were destroyed. Sometimes whole entire villages and, and, and cities were completely destroyed. It's not a, 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 a decent record around for children that were Jewish-born. You know that as well. Oh, come, come now. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I cannot be of help to you. Suddenly, Rabbi Silver came up with an idea. Excuse me, pardon me, but I, I was just thinking myself. Uh, listen, you know we are officers, and you have to respect us, because if you don't respect us as officers, then uh, we can call uh, military police here and come and arrest you. And then we'll search the place anyways. So we want to be uh, of good service, and we want to uh, cooperate with you, and we want you to cooperate with us. So therefore, my plan is very simple. I would like to uh, come back here tonight, and all the children are ready to go to sleep. Why would you want to disturb them when they're going to sleep? Listen to me, please. If you don't acquiesce, what are you using fancy words for? Oh, if you don't agree, then I'm going to... Um, well, I know what he means, you know. What he means is we'll call down the military police and we'll just uh, search the place and rip the place apart if you have to to find any Jewish children. I don't think you want that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, fine, no problem. You can come back tonight when they're going to sleep. I'll see you at 8 o'clock. Oh, uh, very good. Thank you very much. We'll be here at 8 o'clock. Uh, I don't understand quite. No. What exactly do you have in mind? Uh, something that every kind, of, every, every kind, every Yiddish kind knows this. Ah. Uh, you know, oh, it's a wonderful idea. That's right. We'll come back here tonight and we'll take care of everything. <laughs> I like that idea very much so. Meantime, the Galochim were thinking, Hey, Renegin, what do you think? Don't be ridiculous. These children don't remember a thing. They're reciting their prayers with us like anything. And look at that person we call Thomas. <laughs> His name used to be Naftolchol, whatever. Naftolchol, I don't know how to pronounce him. But whatever it is, you know that he was a very interesting person. This person, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a... a uh, it's unreal, you know. This person, how should I say, um, it, 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 he's one of the best people in Bible class. <laughs> Good. Then we have nothing to worry about. And that night, the knock was on the door. The door was open. And in walked Rabbi Silver and Rabbi Grunfeld. Okay, if you don't mind, lead us to the bedroom, please. Thank you. Oh, here's the large bedroom. Okay, wonderful. Okay, Rabbi Silver, we're here now. Now, tell me, which one of these children looked Jewish to you? None of them are Jewish. I'm telling you, you came here and wasted your time and my time. Now, can these children go to sleep? Oh, yes, of course. Of course they can go to sleep. As soon as they say, Malamita. Excuse me, what did you say? Yeah, avon, two, three. And together, Ramelias the Silver began to scream out, Shema Yisrael! Hashem Elokeinu! Hashem Echad! And Rabbi Grunfeld, he said the same thing. Shema! Shema Yisrael! Hashem Elokeinu! Hashem Echad! And all of a sudden, little kids and little girls, they started going, Hashem Kavayin Malchusayli Olam Boed. My tati's still alive. My daddy's still around. He's the war over. What's going on here? You're not Jewish, I tell you. You're not Jewish. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. I'm sorry, 
But if you don't let these children come with us, we'll have the military police down here and we'll have you all arrested for kidnapping. All right, you'll have to let them go. And unfortunately for the Galach, Rabbi Silva meant what he said, and so did Rabbi Grunfeld. But fortunately for Klal Yisrael, Rabbi Silva and Rabbi Grunfeld were able to save many, many neshamas from that monastery and brought them back to, respectively to England, respectively to the United States. And if their families were not living anymore, they were set up in Jewish orphanages and eventually put into Jewish homes. And these neshamas were saved. And when you think about it, it wasn't just those hundreds that they saved or thousands. It could lead to much more because their generations continue now in a Torah way. Wow, fantastic story. Great, great, great. Is there any time for some phone calls? Yeah, okay. So, um, uh, okay, we're ready to take some phone calls. Okay, hello, you're on the line. What is your name? Huh? Your dial tone, okay. Hello, you're on the line. What is your name? Um, you're making too much noise in the background. What's your name? Um, Avi. Okay, and what l- what lesson you learned tonight's story? And no matter which story you are, yeah, always have to say Kishma, remember you're a Jew. Excellent, beautiful, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air, what is your name? Avi Galinsky. Avi okay. And what lessons, or lesson, do you learn in tonight's story? Um, you see, it's always a pintle kid, and never even a small kid. Just got to remind them, put a little bit of uh, memory into them. Just a small shema would do it, and they will just eventually realize that all you did. Very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Definitely in there. Thanks a lot. Always good to speak to you. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Yeah. I didn't hear. What's your name? Shia. Shia. Okay, Shia. What lesson you learned? Ira. What? Ira. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That Shema is so powerful that it could bring back, even if a child doesn't remember all their Jewish guy, then just the word Shema, the word Shema Yisrael, Shema Okeno, Shema Chai, could bring back whole Jewish soul. Very good, excellent, thank you very much. And I also learned that you're a very good storyteller. Oh, thank you very much, thank you, thank you. Gives me good physic. Thank you. Okay, uh, we can go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Whatever, whatever you're listening to, could you lower? Yes, you have to lower whatever you're listening to. You should always have to lean on the tachem, and you should always, you should never take your kids to to the to the ministry. To the ministry. Very good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay. And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Oh. You're chopping up. I don't hear you. I'm cha 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 to trust in Hashem. Oh, to trust in Hashem. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Yosef Mentor. Okay, Yosef. What lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, that you should never, um, you should always remember to say Krishna. Very good. Excellent. Definitely. I hope everybody's going to remember now. Okay. Thank you very much. Hello, thank you're on the air. What is your name? Thank you. Hello, you're on here. What is your name? Hi, Sarah. Okay, hi, Sarah. Whatever you're listening to in the background, you have to lower. You have to lower whatever you're listening to in the background, otherwise I can't hear you. You should never give up hope. You should never give up hope. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, you're on here. This might be the last caller. Okay, this is the last caller. That's all we have time for. So, you're the lucky one. Let's see what lessons you learn. What's your name? Noah. Noah. Okay, what lesson you learn in tonight's story? They should always have your shaman. 
You should always have Yerushimayim. Excellent. That's definitely in there. Okay, thank you very much. And now... i got to say goodbye. I'm still on. Okay. We're still on. Oh, boy. Okay. So, uh, goodbye, everybody. Until next week, have a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye.